0: Do you ever find yourself struggling to quiet your mind and fully embrace meditation, even though you're intrigued by its potential? Are you curious about how to achieve serenity and calm even in the midst of your hectic routine and racing thoughts in a way that feels both practical and enjoyable? If so, you're going to love today's episode. We're about to shatter misconceptions about meditation clearing the path for you to embark on your own journey to inner stillness. Get ready to learn some refreshingly straightforward techniques for cultivating a life filled with Zen. All right here on this episode. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become, by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome back to episode 35, Stillness Deconstructed. Unraveling the myths of meditation and harnessing greater peace. It's great to have you back here, my friends. Today, I really wanted to do an episode on stillness because, like I've mentioned before, this is something that I have struggled with, and I see my clients come to me again and again with the same problem, especially in our culture and society today. So, I thought that it might be beneficial to deconstruct meditation a little bit so that we can all find easier ways to access that stillness and the benefits that come from it. I'm curious if you ever feel like you're just not that person that can keep your mind still enough to get the benefits for meditation, even though you might like the idea of it. Or maybe you wonder how you can find that tranquility despite your crazy schedule I know that our minds are often very busy, and it seems really unrealistic to do something like this, and especially this, and actually look forward to it, that stillness practice. Well, today we're going to debunk meditation myths that keep you from starting your own stillness practice in surprisingly simple ways to create more of that inner peace, that patience, and that acceptance in life. In past episodes, I mentioned that I am a doer. No surprise there, right? (laughs) I love productivity and I focused plan. I love to cross things off my list and push myself every day to reach certain goals and accomplish everything that I can. And this is really a superpower. I love this about myself. But if you can relate to this, do you notice how sometimes it can cross the line from a virtue and into a vice? If you are like me... (laughs) This might be where you start to think about the things that loved ones have said to you about slowing down or relaxing or reminding you that you don't have to feel guilty about taking personal time and so much more. Basically, the things that I tell my client, because I can very much understand where that comes from sometimes, especially when we are not on our A game, in a sense. like When we're not showing up as our best self, that vice can become quite big. Now, like with all things, there are many layers to this. So maybe deep down, you feel like you're not enough and you're scrambling to find your worth through doing things. Is this you or is this someone that you know and you're close to? Well, if you can relate to my story or think of another person as you're, I'm talking about this, then the chances are high that stillness is a little foreign to you. You probably justify skipping that guided meditation or that Zen yoga class, and you probably rush your prayers a little or any type of stillness practice that you would like to have. And let's be honest, you probably rush it a lot. (laughs) And maybe you get antsy when there's this free block of time in your schedule. Part of your brain is like, no, I just want that free block of time. But then when you get it, You feel a little tense and unsure what to do exactly. (laughs) You almost feel more settled knowing exactly what is going to happen in your day each day. And funny enough, when you actually can quiet your mind and your body, you feel so good and you wonder why you don't do it more often. (laughs) Do these things resonate with you? Well, I want to talk today about what we can do about it. Because, you know, I'm a doer. (laughs) So here it is. I have been listening. As you know, I often listen to different podcasts. I really try to do a lot of research, read a lot of books on what's going on in the mental health and wellness industry currently. And this was actually, I don't remember the date, but a little while ago. I've heard heard about this man called Light Watkins. He is a Vedic meditation guru. He's also a podcaster and he does a number of other things. But he talks about five common myths of meditation in his TEDx talk. And I'm going to reference that quite a bit in today's session because I really like his approach to meditation and it doesn't feel so heavy and big and unattainable. There are many ways to meditate And this one specifically really resonates with me. And I thought that you guys would also appreciate some of the things that he talks about. So again, if you prefer a different type of meditation, that is completely fine. But today I'm going to speak about his thoughts from his experience as a meditation expert. But before I go into that, I just want to give you 10 really quick benefits of meditation. Number one... Enhanced focus. So this is like greater concentration and mental clarity. Two, emotional balance. You can better manage your emotions and reduce that anxiety and depression. Number three, greater self-awareness. This is a better understanding of your thoughts and behaviors. Four, mind-body connection. There's so many benefits. I could name probably a hundred Of the benefits of physical health and immune function. So the mind-body connection, under just this one, there's hundreds of benefits. Five, improved sleep. So it reduces insomnia and helps with restful sleep, productive sleep. Six, increased happiness. So this really boosts feelings of contentment and joy and fulfillment. All those things that we talk about in the podcast. Seven, mindfulness. It really helps you develop that present moment awareness. So being in the moment instead of always thinking about the next thing or the past. Eight, self-acceptance. It really does foster a positive relationship with yourself, which is what we're all aiming for, right? And that greater confidence that comes with it. Nine, resilience. It enhances your coping skills and makes it so you can be more flexible and have greater grit and mental toughness and that growth that comes from increased coping skills. And the last one is stress reduction. So it lowers cortisol levels and reduces stress. We all want these 10 things, obviously. (laughs) And how many of us actually take the time? to have a stillness practice regularly. I do not always, my friends, and that is why I am diving in deep today because I want to implement this more in my life as well. All right, now I want to talk about the five myths of meditation that Light Walker talks about in his TED Talk. He starts with this one. Number one, I'm a bad meditator if I can't quiet my mind. I've kind of already spoken to that, and i felt that way for a really long time. Well, he starts off by talking about a Harvard psychologist who wanted to see if it was possible to suppress certain thoughts. So they did this big study of trying to get people to sit for several minutes, trying not to think about a white polar bear. But then they ended up thinking about it a lot, and that's all they could think about almost. So the study showed that if you focus on anything... After about five or six seconds, your mind is naturally going to think about something else. So when we try to suppress our thoughts, you're going to end up creating a lot more of what you didn't want to think about. So suppressing thoughts does not actually work. And it doesn't lead to a very positive experience in that stillness session. So there's something called non-directive meditation. And this is when you allow your mind to wander from one thought to the next, and it actually helps quite a bit with emotional processing. There's a lot of benefits to this, and it's not so restrictive. They also found that a wandering mind actually leads to a rested mind. That kind of made me feel a little bit better about myself, because I do feel like my mind wanders, especially in places... Like church or, oh, what the worst ones are like trainings that I have to go to for work and they're like several days long. Man, does my mind wander. But they say that this, a wandering mind leads to a rested mind. This can actually get your mind and body into a state that's deeper than the one you get when you're sleeping at night. Isn't that nice to think about? A wandering mind is better than that deeper sleep that you get at night. So it's really important to just sit comfortably and let your mind wander because it's going to bring this high level of efficiency to your mind so that the thoughts you're having aren't obstacles. Like they're actually beneficial to give yourself that stillness and give your mind permission to wander so that you can reap the meditative benefits. Myth number two, there's no correct way to meditate. So he thinks that all meditations can give some level of inner peace or that tranquility that I talked about or even happiness, but there are some that will feel a lot easier. So what he recommends is sitting comfortably, having your back supported or using pillows. I really like how he says this because it's easier to envision. He says just sit like you're watching your favorite TV show instead of it being really rigid, instead of you putting your your thumb and your forefinger together and sitting in this monk-like position. He said instead, just sit in a way that will allow your brain to relax and allow you to relax so that you can give your mind permission to wander and drift instead of focusing on how you're sitting and if you're doing it right. You'll notice that as you do that, your experience is going to be so much easier and more beneficial because you have that peaceful wandering myth number three I don't have time to meditate you guys I hear that so much when it comes to personal training and to therapy I don't have time to go to therapy I don't have time to go to the gym I don't have time to exercise well really you don't have time not to Lightwalkin says, there's only one activity that I'm aware of that will actually refund you back the time you spent doing it, and that's meditation. He goes on to say, we all have a chronological age and a biological age. Your chronological age, of course, advances every 12 months. Your biological age speeds up or slows down based on how much stress you have in the body. And he continues, meditation has a reversal effect on biological aging. He talked about how there's a study in the International Journal of Neuroscience. What it talked about is that if you have a matching chronological and biological age on your 30th birthday and you started meditating regularly, so daily, by the time you're 35, you have the skin elasticity and the sexual responsiveness and the auditory threshold <laughs> and vision And memory of a 23-year-old version of yourself. So basically, your biological age ended up being seven years younger than when you started meditating. So I mentioned some of those benefits in the beginning. Well, these are some of those physiological benefits that I talked about. I'm going to read a few of those again. So in five years, from your 30th birthday to your 35th birthday... Your skin elasticity, sexual responsiveness, auditory threshold, and vision, and memory will be like a 23-year-old version of yourself. So not seven years younger only, but seven years younger than when you started meditating. Isn't that incredible? And I love what he says after this. He says... So saying I don't have time to meditate is kind of like saying I don't have time to file my tax refund where I was going to get back half of the money that I paid out. That does put it into perspective. Like, why would you not file your taxes if you're going to get money back? It doesn't make any sense. So correct, it doesn't make sense that we're not taking the time to do something That has so many benefits and actually makes us younger and less stressed and healthier and all these other things. Myth number four. Meditation will solve all of my problems. I will be the first one to say that that is not true. There have been times when I have done meditation a lot more. And just like counseling, just like personal training, even this podcast, all these things, obviously all of your problems will not be solved. We are here for the human experience to learn and to grow, and that comes through trials and challenges. Again, this quote I've shared um, several episodes ago now, but through the fiercest fires, the finest steel is forged. We are meant to experience those fires, and meditation is not going to solve all these problems, but it is very much a tool to help you navigate those problems. Myth number five, success in meditation is based on the stillness of the mind. So how do you really know if you're becoming successful with meditation? He shares a story in his TEDx talk that I really enjoyed. And since I like stories, I'm going to share that with you. But he talks about how a lot of times we don't even recognize the benefits until someone else points it out to us. So he talked about this woman in New York that he trained and she was in her 40s and a lawyer, and she is a very type A personality. So she came and he told her all the benefits that were going to happen by doing this meditation. And she goes on her way and comes back a year later. And he's saying the same thing to this other group of people. And I don't know if she raises her hand or what, but she's like, Hey, I came here a year ago and I've been meditating every single day. And I haven't noticed any of these positive changes that you've talked about. I just don't think it's working for me. And then he went on to say, you know, I'm sure some positive things are happening in your life and a lot of times you're not going to see it. Someone else will. And in addition to that, we don't know what's being prevented because you're meditating and we should consider that as well. So she left a bit frustrated and then (laughs) I guess, and then she ended up emailing him six months later and said, I have a funny story to tell you. So we were at dinner and we were arguing, my husband and I, which we do on and off. And when we got into this argument, I was just able to let things go and we continued our meal. And about 20 minutes later, my husband said that three months ago, if we'd had an argument like that, you would have left me in the restaurant. And now you're able to just let it go. I think meditation is working. (laughs) I've had so many experiences like that, especially in doing trauma work. It, things felt very big to me. And actually, I, I don't want to just say in trauma work. Because with trauma work, it was very closely tied to visualization and meditation. That's essentially what it was. And I very much believe that's why I had so much success. But it took me several months of being in these situations where I'd normally be really reactive. And then all of a sudden, I recognized... Wait a second. I'm not so tense. My shoulders aren't hurting all the time. I'm not getting so angry. I'm not falling apart over this reoccurring thing. Those kinds of things started to happen, and my husband started to point them out, and even my kids. Now, does that mean that I'm healed and I'm doing great and I never have to really access meditation that often because I've done some inner work? No. It just means there's more. There's always more to process and to work through. And so that's why I'm focusing on this today because I've noticed, I don't know if you guys have had this happen before, but this time of year, right before school starts, I often start to feel tense again. All the things that are coming due with um, school sports and activities and getting kids signed up and registration and back to school events and business stuff. There's just a lot of happening all at once. And I start to feel a bit more reactive and impatient. And I kind of want to hide from my kids and close the door. And I'm lashing out a little bit more than I normally would. And so I noticed that I, my body is craving that stillness. And I wondered if maybe you could relate to that. So that's why I wanted to talk about this today. I just want to end with a couple more things that he said. He just encourages us to think about how adaptable we're being in our life. How flexible are we? Because meditation is going to allow you to respond in a way that isn't so reactive. And just reflect a little more. And to breathe a little more. And it can be very simple. I'm going to give you a little example of what he said. He encourages people to just close their eyes And kind of settle in and just notice your breathing. And you don't have to control it. Just notice it. And be aware that your mind is going to wander and that's okay. And when you notice it, just gently come back to noticing your breathing again. And that's all. Just allow those thoughts to come as they will and just notice that breathing and allow your body to just relax. And it can be as simple as that for 10 minutes a day. Everybody has different practices that they feel are more effective for them because we're all different people. I noticed that this helps me relax more when I do this outside on my patio and I get really comfortable. Something about being in nature is really restorative for me. And that's not all times of year, but I really like to do that. I don't like to do it where it's too dark because then I can start to fall asleep. (laughs) But that also does have its benefits. I've taken classes just about that, like meditating basically while sleeping. Just consider that. Consider what a stillness practice could look like for you. Maybe explore which of those benefits you want in your life. And if that's something you feel like you need more of, to not be so reactive and inflexible and impatient, but to have more of that tranquility, then maybe it's time that you start a practice. Maybe it's time for you to start doing or truly stop doing, right? All right, that is all for today's episode. Thank you again for showing up today and being so supportive in this venture. Just a quick reminder about my two things that I have just launched not too long ago. The first one is igniting life for individuals. So again, that's that 12-week course that launches on August 21st. So you have to sign up by August 21st to be part of that. So it's really just this life-changing experience filled with structure and accountability and a bunch of magical awesomeness. (laughs) Elevate your mental health, your wellness, and spirituality on this three-month transformational experience that's worth over $4,000. But you'll be paying less than 10% of that. It has research-backed tools, professional resources, fun videos, and a supportive online community. Discover the growth and transformation you've been seeking after, like I just mentioned, that chaotic summer. Don't wait. Invest in yourself and ignite your life. You can sign up now on fulfillmenttherapy.org or email me at fulfillment.therapist at gmail.com if you have any questions. And as a reminder... We are running two retreats, our first international retreats to Costa Rica this year. There's a women's retreat and a separate men's retreat. This is June 16th through the 22nd. I'll be running the women's one. My husband will be running the men's. This is a reset and restore wellness retreat, but there are only 11 spots as of today before any of this is airing. There's 11 spots for the men and nine for the women. So by the time this airs, I don't know how many spots there'll be. So please sign up quickly because these will rapidly disappear and you're going to want to sign up if you can in August because this is the only month that you will get the extra bonus of getting $250 off for both of you if you sign up with someone else. Now that can be a guy for the guy's retreat or it can be another girl in the women's retreat or two guys, whatever it is. You just have to email me and let me know so that I can give you that discount. That is not automatically given if you sign up with someone. You have to reach out to me to get that extra discount and you have to do it in August. You cannot reach out to me later. So go ahead and sign up quickly. Those spots are very limited. I hope you have an incredible week and that you are able to find stillness and flexibility and tranquility and acceptance and that you will reap all of those benefits as you learn to harness stillness practices in your own life. Best of luck and I will see you back here soon. Take care, my friends. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.